Hey, Mama. So I have had the honor of interviewing so many amazing mompreneurs on this podcast, and each one of them has had their own incredible mompreneur journey and have shared like their incredible expertise. And so today I get to share another mompreneur with you guys. And this one is really exciting in that I am interviewing Jeanette Peterson and Jeanette's mompreneur story is so incredible. So she went from being a military cybersecurity engineer, which is phenomenal in and of itself, to becoming a thriving mompreneur. And so in this episode, she is sharing her journey with us, her journey to becoming a mom and a mom business owner, which happened at the same time, and really just giving us such insight into her experience and how she's used her cybersecurity background in her business today. Um, And what I really love about Jeanette is one, her incredible faith in Jesus Christ. And you guys are going to hear all about that in this episode and how it has been pivotal in everything that she does, but just her transparency and just how she's just, her story is just so incredibly encouraging. And so I'm so excited to share this interview with you guys. Also, there are quite a few funny parts, like Jeanette is low-key a comedian, and so you guys are going to hear us laughing and carrying on, and it's, like I said, it's such an incredible um, interview, and so, yeah, let's dive in into this fun and inspiring interview. Hey, Mama. Welcome to the Mama Term Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Singletary, a wife, mama of two, and former virtual assistant turned podcast strategist and producer. This is a podcast for the mama who is burnt out trying to build her business on social media. You're tired of putting in so much time and energy marketing your business on social media only to hear crickets and barely get any engagement on your posts. You don't have time to waste as a busy mama, and you need an effective way to generate leads for your business. Well, mama, you're in the right place. On this podcast, I will be giving you the inside scoop on how to create a podcast that generates consistent leads for your business on autopilot, mixed in with some mompreneur hacks and tips for growing your business as a busy mama. So grab your coffee, your notebook and pen, Put in those earbuds and let's dive in. All right, today on the Mama Term Mompreneur Podcast, I'm sitting down to chat with Jeanette Peterson, and we are going to be talking all about her mompreneur journey and um, just really diving into that. She has a very interesting journey, and I'm excited for her to share with us. So, Jeanette, welcome to the show. Please tell us about yourself, who you are, what you do, and all about your family. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. I am Jeanette Peterson, like you said, and I am a military veteran. I am a strong believer in Jesus, and I am obsessed with business strategy. Um, I spent 15 years as a cybersecurity engineer for the military and um, a little bit on the outside. And when I got out of the military, I was pregnant and I knew that I did not want to have just six weeks of maternity leave. I had to be with my babies. I had to figure something out where I could work from home 
and make the amount of money I was making as a cybersecurity engineer, but doing something that I loved for Jesus by my kids. Like I, I had to be all of it. Like I was just like, how can I do all of the things? I have a six-year-old that I homeschool and I've got a three-year-old. They're both girls. And we live in Missouri because we are military. All right. And that's such an amazing background. Um, <laughs> kind of like off topic, but I would love to know, like, what led you down that path? Of cybersecurity? Or yeah, like- the cybersecurity. <laughs> <laughs> well, I... I joined the military when I was 21 and my dad was this, uh, he was in in cyber, but he was a computer programmer. And I was like, well, if he can do it, I can do it. I'm just as smart as he is. And so like through the military, I was like in IT and it became this career in cybersecurity. And the ending of it, cybersecurity part was like, I would take big government systems and big military systems or big, um, the last job I had was working for the VA big medical systems and looking at all the intricate pieces of them and saying, okay, is this a risk for like somebody getting into the network? Is this a risk for patient information being shared? And I kind of take that same mentality of like going into a business and like really analyzing all the little parts to see how it will work. Will the business work? What is viable? What is not viable? How can we fix this? What are the the pain points? And I'm just like, I really just love those little teeny tiny little pieces. (laughs) Wow, that is so interesting. So tell us about your journey to entrepreneurship. Like you kind of touched on it a bit, but like how did you transition from, you know, military over to running your own business and then juggling that as a mom too? Man, that that is a story. (laughs) So... (laughs) At first, I didn't even know if I wanted to have kids because I didn't have kids until I was 20, 30, 30. So I was like at the stage of like, all right, we are approaching like middle age-ish. Do I want kids? Do I still want kids? And so I was like doing all the things, like looking at my basal temperature and like checking my everything and like just tracking like hardcore. And I was like, all right, God. Uh, I sat in the tub one night with my husband and we got naked and I was like, all right, we're just going to like have a candid conversation with God and um, we're going to do this prayer thing. And he was like, okay, let's do it. And at this point, I wouldn't even say that I was like a strong believer or even a believer. I would call myself a Christian, but I was not walking with God. Like it, it was in one of those seasons of life. And I was like, all right, God, um, I'm done doing all of this. So if you want me to have a kid, if this is my future, I'm done doing all the tracking. I'm done doing everything. Um, If you want me to have this baby, cool. But if not, I'm over it. And that was kind of my prayer. And my husband was like, okay, uh, that's weird prayer, but okay, we'll go with this. (laughs) Who prays like that? (laughs) And then um, I was in the military at that point. And that was in November. In... December, I found out that I'd be getting out of the military. And um, it was like, un- I didn't even, it was like on their part. They, I had like a medical separation. It wasn't like I was getting out on purpose. And then by January, I found out I was pregnant. And then by April, we moved across the country. So I always tell people, if you want God to change your life, you better start praying because he will move if you ask him to. So like, At that point, I was like, all right, I have no idea what I'm supposed to do now. Like, 
I don't know who I am without the military because I've been in it for over a decade. I have never been a mom before. And now I've got this new mom label, which I was really not super comfortable with. I was kind of like, okay, this is kind of shocking, especially because it wasn't happening. And then I was also like, I'm moving across the country where I don't know anybody except for my husband. All of our family was on the East Coast and we were moving to Las Vegas. So I was like, okay, this is a big, big change. I don't have a job. I don't have a network. I don't have an anything. And so I was just, I just leaned into God as much as I could. And I found a church and a Bible study. I ended up getting baptized out there. And the girl who I met, the help, that was like part of the baptism team, she was building a business from home as she was homeschooling her kids. And I didn't even know, like in my head, that that was an option that was possible for people. Like it was just like, I had never heard of that before. I was like, okay, if you're building this like multi six figure, seven figure business from your house while you're homeschooling, I want that. I, I want to do that. I want to be with my kids all the time with my family and do what I do best from home. I mean, like I work in I I was working in IT. I was like, I know that the internet is a wonderful thing. Let me figure out how to do this entrepreneurship thing so that way I can do that and live the life that I know can be for me too. So I leaned really heavy into video. She was she does YouTube videos. So I like looked into all that. I started doing financial coaching. Like, you know how entrepreneurship is. You start with one thing and it just goes yeah. into <laughs> so many other things. It evolves. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I tried real estate for a little while because I was like, they work, they work, they get good money, but they are like slaves to their phone. If somebody calls them, they got to answer right away. And I didn't want that either. So I was like, okay, but I did like the marketing. So I started doing marketing, started doing YouTube, I started doing all these different things, and which evolved into the business I have now, which is helping women who are building kingdom businesses really get that next 90 day plan together. So that way they can scale, get more money and have more time with their family because time equity is literally the only thing you cannot get back. Mm, That's good. And that's such an amazing journey. Um, I, me and my husband, we didn't have our son till we were 31. Um, But like, we knew we wanted to have kids and stuff. And like you, tracking like yes oh gosh getting up in the mornings taking your temperature oh gosh I have flashbacks to that right um but it wasn't until we let go and we let God take control that we conceived like it was to the point where I was like I'm done with doing this I'm tired of not actually enjoying sex with my husband like we're doing it just to get pregnant Um, So I totally relate to that. And it was like, once we let go, um, we did get pregnant. Unfortunately, the first pregnancy ended in a miscarriage, but God blessed us in that like a month after that we got pregnant and I went on to have my son. So yeah, I I totally get that. (laughs) It's hard, man. Like doing all that tracking is not fun. No, it it was stressful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so, you know, you found the, like what you wanted to do in your business and everything. And so how did you know that was actually right for you and, you know, the life you were building? 
I, especially after getting out of the military and just knowing that I was in the military and who I was in that, it took me a long time to just be okay with not knowing and being okay with trying things and quote unquote failing them. Like, and being like, mm-hmm. okay, because in the military, they, they kind of drill in your brain that you are the end all be all. You are your own God, basically. And if you can't do it, who's going to do it? You have to do it. You have to put all your might into it and you can't fail. Like if you are about to die, you have to give me like five, five percent more. Like you just have to keep going, which is good. Like if you're in the military and you're like in those positions, but like as a civilian, that doesn't make sense. So I, I went into life in this new phase of life being like, okay, I am going to just try a bunch of different things and see what I like and see what I don't like and not judge myself for not liking it and being okay with spending money on different certifications and not not loving them and being okay with it. Like I think when I did real estate, I was like, all right, I'm going all in. I'm going to like buy these courses. I'm going to get my certificate, my license. I'm going to go be with these companies. And it was time. It was like, I mean, it wasn't like a whole bunch of time, but it was like two years and like thousands of dollars that I put into becoming a real estate agent. Then I just wasn't about it. Like I didn't love it. I tried it. I was like, all right, I'm going to do this until I just can't do it anymore. And I did. And not feeling bad about not doing it. You know what I mean? I think sometimes like as people who start the entrepreneur journey, they're like, oh, I failed. I have to go back to a nine to five. No, you don't. It's okay. Like that's part of the learning process and becoming an entrepreneur. You are not going to be perfect at everything. And that's also okay. And just learning who I was and then also remembering who God says I am, because that was a hard thing for me coming out of a toxic military relationship and being like, I don't know who I am. The military says I am this person. And then being like, okay, but who does God say I am? God says that I'm fearful and wonderfully made. He says that he knows every hair on my head. He says that I am a perfect image of Christ. Okay. If that is true, then I need to go do the things that are perfect that I am good at. And being okay with the things that I'm good at and not worried about everything else. And it was like, I was going through the fruits of the spirit and being like, okay, this fruit of the spirit is coming up for me. I'm on the right track and being okay. All right. These are the gifts that God has, has for people. What gift am I good at? And like, I started studying what those gifts are and looking at different quizzes and stuff like that and being like, okay, I am really good at exhortation. I am really good at encouraging people. I am really good at that because I see something in them that maybe they don't see in themselves. And sometimes it's like, you know, we all need that sometimes and being like, hey, you are actually really good at that. Keep doing that thing. Like find somebody else to help you with, I don't know, laundry or cooking. Like I've got this huge cut on my finger right now because I chose to cook. I'm not good at that. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be doing that very often. <laughs> so I'm like, I am good at encouraging people and I'm good at tech and I'm good at like showing up and showing people the way and clearing out things and puzzles. Not good at cooking. I'm not gonna do that. But I'm gonna do the things I'm good at and love them because that's how God made me. So yeah, that's a long, long way. I love that. And I really love what you said about being okay with trying different things and even if you, you know, quote unquote, fell, like not giving up. And so like, what went into like developing that mindset to be okay with trying things, not liking them and moving on to the next? Because I know even like a lot of clients I work with myself, 
they really struggle with that. They are like, no, I have to get this thing right. Instead of being okay with trying it out, seeing like, okay, it's not really for me. That's okay. Let's pivot. So like, how did you develop that type of mindset? I had to really just look at like, also I was praying. There's a prayer. I was like in the car and I was like sitting there, I was driving and I was like, God, I I have no idea like what this is, but this is not working. And I was just like talking to him like he's my person. Right. And um, I heard him audibly. This is the first time I've ever heard God audibly say something to me. He said, they will come. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, if they're going to come, they're going to come no matter what I'm doing. And if I hate this and this doesn't feel right, this is not the thing that they're going to come to. And if I am serving people with an ungrateful heart because I feel like I have to, why would somebody want to come to me and feel, they feel that, they feel that heaviness, they feel that animosity when I'm serving them. So why would they want to come to me while I'm serving them? You've all seen that, that disgruntled person at McDonald's. They are not happy. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like that is not their place. But you've also seen the person at Chick-fil-A is like, hey, welcome to Chick-fil-A. Welcome. How can I help you? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Those are two different vibes. Like, let me, I got to find the right one. And being okay with like, okay, the practical thing is me and my husband got out of debt. And so we stopped using credit cards. We got out of debt and we made sure that we had the funds to be able to try things. You know what I'm saying? Like there's also the mindset, but there's also like the practical steps. Like you actually have to have the money to be able to try things. And then I also had like, like a, a side, like a day job. I also had a day job where I could have money aside to work on these things and not quit my day job until I was ready to go all in on the thing. So it was like a practical steps of trying things, not, not worrying about failing, but also having the money to have be able to make mistakes because if you don't, if you're not in a position to make mistakes, you're going to feel like you have to do those things because you have to keep the lights on. You have to do all those things. Yeah, that is, that's so true. I, and I love that you shared that practical side of things as well, because that's not always talked about in the online space. You know, um, there are, you know, we always talk about mindset, 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 which very important, but also too, you have to look at realistically what can you do? What can you afford to do? Because we're not trying to go into debt over these right. businesses. So I love that you um, highlighted that. So kind of shifting gears on the conversation, you have a podcast. So talk to us about your podcast, why you started it and how it fits into your business, your calling, all the things that you're doing. I feel a little God obsessed because uh, it was God. God told me to make the podcast. <laughs> That's <laughs> it's called <okay>. unap- <laughs> <laughs> It's called Unapologetically Unstoppable because I feel like when we are unapologetic about who we are created to be, we become an unstoppable force for God's kingdom. And when we bring heaven to earth, we are the hands and feet of Jesus and we can do magnificent, wonderful things when we are no longer worried about what your mother-in-law thinks or what the guy down the street thinks or what your high school friends think that you don't even talk to on Facebook anymore. Think when we are free from those things, we can really grow into our power of who we were created to be and be as big and as bold as we are for Jesus. And I think that that was part of the steps that I went through in order to, when I got out of the military, like I, I had to start becoming who I was created to be and not just 
an airman or not just mom. They're, they're, we're multifaceted people. That's who we are. We are, we are full human beings and we're not just one thing. And um, my podcast, we talk about, we talk about God. We talk about like practical business strategy. Um, I love marketing. So there's a lot of marketing stuff on there. I'm really good at tech. So we talk about tech. We talk about your website. We talk a little bit about copywriting. And then there's always some piece of God in there because I just can't stop talking about God. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) So um, I checked out your podcast and you had this episode on the importance of studying your audience, which I found it to be like really interesting. And so share with us, like, what does that mean? Why is that even important? And how do we actually study our audience? Yeah. So like everybody's got somebody that they have a target for and like, Walmart and Target have two different target audiences. And it's like, (laughs) it's very obvious, right? (laughs) So when I am selling something, I want to make sure that I am talking to the right person. And I want to make sure that the right person is understanding that I'm talking to them and who I'm for. And it's not necessarily saying who I'm not for, like anybody who shops at Walmart can also shop at Target. But Target customers are a little bit different typically than the Walmart customers. Like they're in there not because they're looking for a discount or not because they're looking for something a little bit inexpensive. They're looking for a little bit more higher end. I mean, it's Target. They still have a dollar spot, but it's a thing, right? So when we're looking at our audience, we start looking at who who they are, what kind of person they were before they showed up on the scene. Like what does their their background look like? Did they have two parents in the home? Did they have like trauma happen to them because they think differently, not because they look differently or whatever. It's because they think differently and they're motivated to buy things differently. So if I'm, if I'm talking to somebody who um, is going to target, typically they will be from dual family homes, like mom and dad. They are uh, like from the suburbs. They are, typically Caucasian. They have like a higher thought process when it comes to buying things. It's not just necessity. It's also want. So, but with Walmart, it might be a single family home. It might be a, somebody who is like just getting the necessities. It doesn't have to be all frilly and nice. It has to function. So when we think about who we're selling to, let's say I'm selling, let's say I'm selling my services, right? I have a 90 day like audit and plan, right? So if I'm thinking about who I'm selling to, I want that person to already have a business. They they can't be in the beginning. They have to be somebody who is, for me, building an empire that's going to change the world for Jesus because that's who I want to work with. I've worked with other people, but that's just who I want to work with. That's who I enjoy working with. And then I also want to work with people who have who have kids or who have a family who understand what it's like because I have kids and I homeschool. And so you might see my kid jump in here every once in a while. She was in here earlier. And I was like, get out of here. What are you doing? But like, (laughs) I was somebody who I can relate to. So if I'm talking to somebody about like potty training or what school looks like, they understand me because they get it and they, they see that. So when I'm studying my audience, I'm looking for people who have similarities to me, but need my services. Like we can relate to things like, like we can even relate to like, all right, what day is hair day? Like that's a thing in the black community. We have a hair day. It's a whole thing. Minus Sunday. Right. Not Sunday. (laughs) So like if I talk to somebody about what a hair day is or like Mm -hmm. getting your hair washed in the sink in the kitchen, they will understand because 
they have a similar background to me. And that makes me more of a relatable person to them and not just like a brand that's just saying, you need to do this because blah, blah, blah. You have to be relatable. You have to understand who you're marketing to. And if I am going to serve people of color, then I need to understand that those are things that happen in black families because that's just who we are as people. You know what I mean? My husband is white. So I know that white people like to play games when they get together. It's not really a thing. For, like, so in the black community, we play games, <laughs> but they play different kind of games. <laughs> I'm just saying. Oh my gosh. <laughs> So I have to know that I have to know who they are and I have to study them. And I've been like looking at different games to bring to my mother-in-law's house for Thanksgiving. And I know that she's not going to play spades. She's not going to play spades. No. She's not going to play dominoes. She's not going to play <laughs> phase 10. I know that already. <laughs> okay. So I have to be aware of who my audience is so I can serve them better. Because yeah. if I show up to her house with some chitlins and some bones some dominoes she's gonna look at me like i'm crazy but if i come to her house with a nice apple pie which i can still cook or a pecan pie and like i get like categories or something she's gonna think it's great so i have to understand who i'm talking to and what i'm doing and i have to study that audience and i have to really understand them almost better than they understand themselves and i think that's what people get misconstrued about when they think about the algorithm the algorithm is just showing you things because they already know who you are better than you know yourself it is not like some freaky, creepy thing. It is literally just watching, predicting accordingly because people are not that different, unfortunately. I, I love that breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> I have to confess. <laughs> but it is so true. You really have to get in the head of that ideal client, your target audience, and everything because. It is going to impact your messaging, the type of content you create, everything you do, even for like my podcast. I have to be aware of who I'm serving through this podcast. And so everything from the guests that I choose to the type of solo episodes I create, it's not just about me and what I want. I have to think about, okay, who am I trying to serve through this? So I love that you shared that and just the humor behind it (laughs) made my day. But it's so true. Um, So thank you for breaking that down for me and my audience. Um, Yeah, I'm going to be cracking up about that all day. (laughs) I mean, it's true, though. You know, like, we just have to, because we're servants, right? We're servants first. So we got to know who we're serving. And that's that's what it comes down to. Yes, exactly. Um, So one question I love to ask my guests who are moms is, what is your number one mompreneur hack? Oh my gosh. Number one mompreneur hack would probably be getting the kids down early so I can have quiet time in the morning. If I can get up before them and have time to, sometimes I will get on the treadmill. Sometimes I'll just read my Bible. Sometimes I'll just like lay there and just in silence. That is number one. Like I have to get up before them and like really get my own time before I can serve somebody else. I have to be poured into from God first before I can pour into them. Because if I wake like on Saturdays when they wake up before I do, the whole day is chaos. Like I have no control. So if I control something first, then it it sets the tone for the rest of the day. And time blocking. Those are the two things. Time boundaries. Yes, I love that. And I'm the same way. If I if the kids wake me up, that day is just it's done before it starts. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) I can fully understand that. 
Uh, Well, thank you so much, Jess, for chatting with me. And this is honestly probably like one of the funniest conversations (laughs) I've had on my podcast. So I appreciate that. Um, So before we hop off, please tell my audience where they can connect with you and learn more about your services. Yes, I am over on the grams mostly at Jeanette.Peterson, like Jean at And um, I am hosting a three-day masterclass in November. So if you guys want to get on that, it's JeanettePeterson.com slash simple, where I teach you three days of simple techniques for ease and flow in your business. So that way you can grow the empire you were called to. All right. And I will make sure to link all of that in the show notes. Well, thank you again, Jeanette, for just being an amazing guest and for taking the time out of your day to chat with me. Yes, that was so much fun, Andrea. All right. Mama, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang with me. Whether you're a podcaster ready to create podcast content that attracts her dream clients or a mama that's ready to stop the social media burnout and simplify her marketing through podcasting, I can support you. Head on over to mamaturnmompreneur.com forward slash connect to submit an interest form so we can chat about how I can best support you. All right, mama, I will talk to you again soon.